Hello and welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Wilson, joined on the other line, as always, by Anthony Chang, our Heat Beat writer here at the Herald. What's going on, Anthony? Uh, same old, same old. Home, you know, just yep. home. <laughs> How are you? Right, <laughs> you been doing anything? Uh, anything fun? Um, watching Netflix. Uh, eating a lot of eating. I would say. Uh, that's about it. Oh, and, and I've been helping out a little bit on the coronavirus uh, coverage for the Miami Herald, so that's kept me busy. Yeah. Um, anything good on Netflix? Um, Actor documentary, I gotta watch that that everyone's talking about. I know, I gotta watch that. Honestly, I haven't I haven't started it yet. I um, think a lot of it takes place in Miami too. I heard there's some Miami connections, which like is, I, heard, I saw which, someone tweeted a screenshot of like Homestead. Yeah, that doesn't surprise. I mean, there has to be a Miami connection to that show. Yeah, I mean, there exactly. has to be. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. I've heard great, great things about it. And I guess it's number one on Netflix right now. So yeah. it's um, trending. Yeah, you mentioned uh, eating a lot. And uh, that kind of, I think, transitions us nicely to our main topic today. Um, because I think, you know, every everyone's feeling it where, you know, just being cooped up. Um, I don't know, like, I haven't really worked out. Like, I, I usually play basketball a couple times yeah. a week. I've been able to do that. Like, I feel like I've probably gained a couple pounds. Um, and NBA players are definitely <laughs> to a certain extent, too. Um, you know, a lot of guys, I'm sure, have courts at home. Like, you know, the the stars who lived in one city for a long time and have a house that they, you know, call home and have the money for it. But, um <laughs> there was like a Duncan Robinson video in the junior NBA account of like him lying on his couch shooting a basketball straight up in the air. Like um, as much, as tough as this is, you know, it's, I don't want to, it's tough for everyone obviously, but uh, it's going to be tough whenever these guys try to get back out on the court. Yeah. I mean, it's, you could argue it's tough. I mean, it's not even arguable really. It's tougher than the off season because in the off season, guys are keeping in shape. They're playing pickup games with other other players are in the league. Um, they can go into the facility and work out. They can go to a gym and lift weights. There's, I mean, unless you have something at your house, there's really none of it. You know, obviously the NBA closed uh, facilities last week, um, and definitely they're not encouraging guys to to work out in private gyms or anything like that. Uh, you know, a lot most gyms are closed around the country. So either you have something at your house or you're doing some, like, impromptu in-house workout. That's about the only thing you're getting. So if the league does start back up, um, there's going to have to be some type of mini training camp at the very least. It probably won't even be enough, honestly. Um, You know, you you could stay maybe two weeks, you know. You can't spend a month or a month and a half training camp. It's just not going to happen. You don't have enough time. So maybe you give a couple weeks and you give guys a heads up that, you know, in a month the league's going to start and they can start slowly, you know, preparing even before camp. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do because you can't, I mean, the playoffs are either going to start right away or, like, a couple weeks after the season starts. So guys are going to have to be in shape. Um, if not, you risk, in, you know, injury if these guys aren't ready yet. So it's there's a lot of moving parts, you know, when this when or if the NBA does come back. Yeah, and obviously it's, like, impossible to predict, like, when that would be. And I, I think that's so much of the problem is, um, obviously, it's a problem that the whole world is shut down. But it will also be a problem when, like, 
it really doesn't seem like we're going to know when it's, this is going to end until, like, pretty soon before it ends, right? Like, yeah. it just yeah. doesn't feel – yeah, I know – I think Trump the other day said he wants people to go back to real life by Easter, which is, like, the second weekend of April maybe. Yeah. Um, but, like, we could get a week away from that and not be anywhere close, and then maybe we could get two weeks after that, and all of a sudden, like, things are starting to look better. Um, it, it just makes it so difficult to know, like, you know, if we send guys back to work out for a couple of days because we expand this to, you know, you can be in groups of 40 instead of 10 or whatever the recommendation is, like, what if it gets spikes up again and we have to send, send guys back to quarantine? Like, it's going to be such a stop and start situation. I think that is, um, you know, obviously there are kind of two schools of thoughts right now is like one, they'll try to just get the playoffs in pretty much like, well, they'll try to make it work to a condensed uh, postseason format, like you're saying, with a little training camp. And then the other school of thought is obviously just scrap it, start over again next year. And, and I think that is probably, that might be the biggest reason why that is the smart path is because everything is in limbo. And at least once you scrap the season, people are out of limbo. But right. um, obviously that's not the, that's not the outcome anyone wants. It's like the last no. resort. But it, but in a lot of ways it would, um, you know, obviously it would clarify things uh, for better or for worse. Yeah, I, I think your point is a good one too about kind of you could target a date, you can even announce a date that maybe you want to start back up, but you just won't know if it's actually going to happen until that day happens because – uh, there was a story that came out today that the Chinese Basketball Association de- uh, delayed its restart. Uh, they were hoping to start April 15th, um, which is like 11 weeks after they shut down, um, and now they pushed it back to April. I mean, to May. I think so, wasn't South Carolina or South South Korea supposed to come back like this weekend, and they just canceled the season. Yeah, Japan and South Korea as uh, both. I don't think I don't know if Japan canceled, but. They pushed back as well. So it's just, you know, you see it. I mean, these, obviously those countries are ahead of the United States. It's kind of the test case for the NBA. And obviously circumstances are different for every league, but you kind of see the uncertainty of like, okay, you plan on coming back on April 15th, but then they realize, well, you know, there might be a second wave. Is, is are the players ready? Um, and, you know, with the Chinese Basketball Association pushing until May, now you're, staying, now you're extending the stoppage to about, at least four months. You know, they might push back again. Who knows? But four months. So that you know, that puts you if you're the NBA, four months from March is July. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's really going to be. I, I know they're very. You know, they're they're trying to be optimistic about finishing the season, and they're probably going to try at all costs, whether it's empty arenas or no. You know, just shortened playoffs, best of five series. Um, they're going to try to get games in and finish the year and have a champion, but. You look at you look at the other side of the world, and you kind of realize the reality of the situation. Where there's a chance it might not happen, and uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it would look like. We, I mean, nobody really knows what it's going to look like if they do come back. Yeah, um, it's interesting. The NHL and obviously different sports, um, but the NHL when the CDC put out its 60 day guideline yeah. for the 50, you know, groups of 50 or banning groups of 50 or larger from being together, they, you know, they said they're obviously targeting to be back by the end of that. Like, I think the ideal outcome was for pretty much everyone, although I don't think anyone now thinks they're realistically going to hit that. Um, But they had talked about, I think, 45 days into that window 
to reopen facilities, let guys, because, you know, an NHL team can practice. Obviously, there's 25 guys on a roster plus coaches. Like, that's under the 50. Um, obviously, NBA is the same. Um, their plan was basically to have, like, a 15-day window. And I think something like that probably is what the NBA would need also. Maybe a little bit less for the NBA just because um, – you know, it's a little, you know, it's not as violent of a sport. Like, you're risking injury, obviously, with guys like me pulling a muscle or whatever, but you're not, like, necessarily risking a guy, like, getting checked and getting paralyzed in the same way as you but, could in hockey. Uh, so, like, yeah. out of shape. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I would think it has to be, like, at least a 10-day window to get guys ramped back up. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And one, one other thing, um, Mark Cuban, I guess this week, uh, there was some interview he did, and he he was quoted as saying that he, you know from talking to the people at you know at the CDC and other places that he would put the over under for a restart an NBA restart at June one, which I think is honestly optimistic. I, I think that's optimistic too. He said he would take the under. Mark Cuban said he would take the under. He's hoping that by the middle of May they're getting back to normal and the NBA is playing, which you know would be great for the league and would be great. Product. I mean that's a great sign for the country. That means things have kind of moved in the right direction. Um, but I just – that's a really optimistic view. Um, but I thought it was interesting that he said that because, again, I mean, Mark Cuban is in more informed than, than us. He, I'm sure he's talking to people in the league and talking to people um, that know that know things. And and for him to say June 1, I thought that was kind of surprising. And it's also interesting. He seems to be someone who has taken this more seriously yes. than a lot exactly. of guys. Like, yeah. So that is um, – it, it, that makes it noteworthy too. He's not – you know, if there are certain owners that I won't necessarily name, not not Mickey Harrison, but just other NBA owners, if they had said that, I like wouldn't take them seriously. Cuban's a guy that I I kind of take seriously when he uh, talks about that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And but, uh, I, I guess one question too, if you're going to talk about a restart, is what like what do you think, David, is the latest this season could go? Like, wh- I know people are talking about Labor Day. Labor because, Day is the date that people have been saying, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean. I, sense to me. It's obviously a little later than you would like because you know, I, I obviously I, w- I would assume then you finals end Labor Day, next season starts Christmas I would right. guess is the plan. Yeah. Maybe a shortened season, like do the lockouts, what, what was that? The lockout season like 16, some games. Yeah, maybe I, you do that. From people I've spoken to, I don't think there's any chance of a shortened season next year because that was originally my thought too. But they're going to want to make like they're not going to lose more money. You know? Yeah, so it seems like it's gonna be impossible if they if they stretch this all the way to Labor Day to not have a shortened season. Well, you just have a shortened off season. I think that's. I guess they. Might be, they I mean, they might start a little late. I guess you jump right into the playoffs. Where like, so some of these teams that are not playoff teams have had. Uh, when did we we cut off on March 11th? So you know, and then we would restart. So these teams would have had seven months off, I guess, in theory. Like, you could jump right into the new season. Yeah, it would be tough, obviously. You know, I would wonder if they would have to do like different roster rules, like let teams have more players uh, next season. Um, you know, just for for these teams, you know, because like the Bucks and the Lakers, if they go seven games in the NBA Finals after, you know, let's say it's a condensed playoff, but you still go like five five. 7-7 seven, seven or something, yeah. like, they're going to be exhausted if you jump right into the season a month later, pretty much. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, 
Yeah, I, I would think you need at least two months, which I guess puts you at November, beginning of November. But then you're talking about training camp starting, what, mi- early October, mid-October? Yeah. So they really will only have like a month and a half off, which that's brutal. But Yeah. Uh, I mean, the other thing is, you know, people, other owners and other people around the league have talked about maybe changing the league schedule where seasons start in, on Christmas, and maybe this is the, this is, this forces them to do that. I mean, people have been kind of talking about that for, not even like officially, but yeah. pretty much since that lockout year when the season started on Christmas, everyone was like, wow, this is great. Like, we're kind of like, you know, we're moving into football playoffs. A lot of people whose football teams are bad can, slide right into um, basketball. You know, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't overlap with baseball pretty much at all. And then obviously, like, so if you started on Christmas, the regular, the finals would then end when? August. Like, August. August. Early August. Yeah. Like, that covers the summer months that are kind of dead. Like, it's always made sense. It, it makes a lot of sense, honestly. And this might, I mean, Adam Stover was asked that by Rachel Nichols on an ESPN interview, I think last week. Like, if this is, like, the way – this is a a path for the NBA to change the league calendar, and he didn't rule it out. I mean, he – you know, to be frank, he left a lot of things to the table. He didn't really make any right. kind of – he was very open-ended on a lot of stuff. But he said, you know, maybe. It's not it's not out of, you know, out of the question. So that could be another way you do it where, you know, maybe the playoffs do go into Labor Day, but then you start on Christmas, and then from moving forward, the season start on Christmas. Um it, 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 like you said, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense to start on Christmas up toward the end of football season, and you go through oh, football season pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it, it's baseball season. ESPN's two biggest properties at this point, right? College football and the NBA. Like, you know, they'd yeah. be in favor of spacing those out. Spacing it out, of course. And you know, summer months there's baseball, but it's just so dead. You know, like summer months are so quiet with sports because it's just baseball, and it's like the dog days of baseball. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, having playoff basketball in June, July, and and August, like that would be fun. So I, I think, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? And from everything I read and everybody I talk to, the NBA has been really tight-lipped about like kind of what's going to happen. Maybe they don't even know yet at this point. They yeah, probably don't know. They don't know. Yeah. Yeah, they don't know. There's so much uncertainty, and there's so many ways you could do it. But I, I just think. I mean, that would be a fun way to look at it if they could start seasons on Christmas. I, I think that'd be – I think it makes sense. I really do. do well, and because I don't think it's just exclusive to the NBA, but I, I think the coronavirus is going to change a lot of things about how society works. Not even, And I'm not even saying the medical aspect of it. I just think – I think in the next 10 years there's going to be a lot more work from home. Yeah. Globally because people have kind of built up this infrastructure. A lot of uh, workplaces are going to realize, like, hey, this is – kind of fine. Um, yeah. I think it kind of speeds up things that were probably, I, I think we were probably headed to that in like my lifetime anyway. Um, but, and I, just like, I think we were probably headed toward NBA starting on Christmas at some point in my lifetime. Like, I think it's speeding up a lot of things that, um, you know, by forcing people to adapt, they're kind of making, they're going to end up changing a lot of society. Yeah, for sure. For sure, I, I agree. And then even, I think it's going to be, I mean, it has to happen, obviously, but it's going to be interesting. Like, we don't think twice when you sit in the crowd and you're, like, sitting knee to knee against Nexus people you don't know. 
But now going back to that kind of way of viewing a game, like, it's going to be different. Like, I don't know. It's not going to change, but I feel like it will change a little yeah. bit. I'm not as convinced it's going to – I mean, some people are obviously going to be more germ-conscious probably than yeah. they were in the past. But, I, I mean, I, I think at first, obviously, people are going to be nervous about it. But, I don't know. I kind of ultimately think, you know, this is a once-in-a-hundred-years thing, right? Yeah. Like, it's been a hundred yeah. years since – Hopefully. Uh, I like, hope so. Right. <laughs> I don't want to go through this again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, last point on the potential NBA restart. Are the Heat in good shape because Jimmy Butler is a psychopath? And we'll um, be in great shape somehow? Yeah, I, I, yes, I think so. I mean, everyone is on equal footing, I guess, right? So it's like no one really has an advantage. But when you have guys like Jimmy on your team who's going to find a way to work somehow, and I've heard of ways, different ways he's found ways to work, and it's kind of, Insane. I've heard through like the the grapevines of things he's doing to kind of stay in shape. Um, but uh, yeah, I think the Heat are, are they'll be on they'll be fine. I'm sure the Heat the way they the way that the organization operates too works in their favor. Just because I don't I don't know what they're doing with body fat and all that, but I'm guessing they're still monitoring that. Just because yeah. I mean you got you have to find a way to keep guys in shape and be, the playoffs are about to like the Heat are gonna be in the playoffs right if the season restarts and you don't know when it's gonna restart so. You have to keep guys in shape, even though there's no gym, there's no, there aren't many resources. Like I'm sure they're on top of guys to keep their body right because you can't just say, well, in eight weeks we'll take your body fat because a lot of guys are going to come back uh, way above those <laughs> their numbers. So I'm sure the Heat are monitoring things as well. All right, um, let's get on a slightly lighter topic to finish out here today. Um, I guess sort of lighter. It's still coronavirus centric because everything in our life now is. About coronavirus, right? Yeah, pretty much. Udonis Haslam, Miami legend, uh, went on the Players' Tribune today and wrote an article uh, called "The Real Miami." Um, he, he, he like unloaded. He like un- he just unloaded. I'm just gonna read the like the first couple paragraphs. Um, I'll censor it, I guess, even though that kind of killed the mystique. But obviously, go check it out. Um, He opens, you see that video going around of these silly blank college kids down in South Florida on spring break talking about if I get corona, I get corona, bro, and all that nonsense? Man, I'll tell you one thing for sure. Those kids have never been hungry a day in their life. Um, Let me skip around a little bit. Uh, I'm not usually the kind of guy who does this sort of thing. I don't write a lot of articles, but if you F with my city, I'm going to speak on it. Um, Just classic UD. Yeah, I mean, it's – I, like, I was kind of surprised when I saw it just because, like, no Heat players have really spoken since all this started. But I'm not surprised at the same time when I read it just because that's – it's UD. I mean, yeah, he's as – you know, I like to think I'm pretty Miami myself, born and raised. <laughs> but he's as Miami as it gets. Like, he is the epitome of this, this city. Um, and he came out, he defended his city and kind of talked about – um, the trickle down, not only for Miami, not only for South Florida, but just the effect, kind of the hidden effect of the coronavirus where you have, you know, kids um, that are below the poverty line and they don't know where their next meal is going to come. And a lot of times they depend on, you know, school for that meal and they're being really impacted by this. And the longer this goes, um, the bigger that impact is. Um, so I thought it was a, a very nice and impactful piece Udonis uh, put out. Um, it's gotten a lot of love on social media. A lot of people have retweeted it. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's it's Udonis. Like, that's who he is. He, you know, he, he 
he's opened up different franchises of you know Starbucks, uh, Subway. He has his restaurant in Aventura with Dwayne, um, and he's given people um, unemployed people jobs. You know through the through the Starbucks ventures, through the Subway ventures. He's he's kind of used it as a platform to help those in the community. And um, I mean, this letter kind of showed you uh, what he stands for. Yeah, and it's. Um Obviously, it's, it's you know I'm not from Miami originally. Um, I've lived there a couple of years now, but well, we'll adopt you. We'll adopt you, David. It was kind of the whole thing, and obviously he's talking different. You know, he's talking more specifically about Liberty yeah. City, and you know the like you're saying those living below the poverty line. Um, but just the whole kind of idea of like I've had so many people in my life who know I live in Miami and live in Florida now who are like these Floridians are such idiots, like going yeah. out to the beach and like, come on, man, it's not us, like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he was fed up with that, like hearing that kind of stuff on the news or whatever or on social media too. Like, like he was saying, yeah. it's not, you know, he's talking about the real Miami, you know, different areas than you grew up in, different area than where we live now. Um, but you know, it's kind of, it's all. That's obviously what's great about Miami is that it's so many different like things meshed into one. Um, and UD obviously. Yeah, he's he's like the real Mr. Miami, right? He grew up in Miami, played for the Heat forever. Like, he's yeah. perfect person to to speak for the city. It's him or Pitbull. I mean, it's those two. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a close call, <laughs> but uh, the Yang, right of Miami. What the Yin and the Yang of Miami? Exactly. UD. There you go. Uh, he's yeah. So perfect to speak for the the city because again, he is he represents the part of Miami that most people do not know about. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting. And he's mentioned this countless times to us. Um, I think he mentioned it in this piece where he said he hadn't been to South Beach in his entire life until he got to the NBA, which that just kind of shows you, like, yeah, I mean, you know, I've been to South Beach many times, but, I, we, you know, people that live in Miami go there. Most people go there maybe, like, once every couple months or once every three or four months. Um, mm-hmm. It's not a place that you venture out every day. Like, it's just not. It's more of a touristy place. And people yeah, who live there... You don't have friends visiting. Yeah, exactly. You go on a Friday night, you know, once every couple of months. But, yeah, it's not a place that, you you know, that we're always at. So, I just thought that kind of shows you uh, how Udonis grew up, grew up and how people in Miami are. Like, it's kind of like, I guess, Times Square in New York. I, I don't know. I mean, you probably know this better than I do. But you people go there to work. But a lot of people who live in New York don't just go there. You know, it's more tourists. So... Yeah. It's it's kind of comparable to what South Beach is for Miami. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, this is kind of unrelated but semi-related. I'm just curious to see what Udonis does when he retires too. Like cause like you mentioned, he's got all these franchises and he's got his restaurants and um. But I don't know. I feel like he's like in for not like I, I can't imagine UD running for mayor or something. But like he's in for some sort of big um, you know, running some big charity or so. Like he's gonna. Do something. It's almost like a Zoe, right? I feel like it'll be like a Zoe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I guess that's the other thing. He could work for the Heat, be like yeah. that, have that kind of fantastic role. But I also wouldn't be surprised because, again, he is—he's more than just the Heat. He's, you know, he's Miami born and bred. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he is more just beyond just being involved with the Heat after his career. Just like city oriented. Yeah, it could be. Even though apparently he lives in Broward now, so. <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean that's a little bit ironic, but uh, yeah, I, he's still he's still Mr. Miami. Yeah. All right. Uh, you want to finish up with a couple of questions? You got anything? Put out a little call. I know 
people aren't thinking Heat thinking basketball that much these days. But we got a couple, right? Yeah, um, I got one. One. Yeah, I got one from uh, I can't even pronounce it at Nick Herve, uh, who asked why are we an average team on the road? Um, I. I feel it. I just I totally forgot. Like I, I'm I so like, yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember. It's just so long ago. But I, I, I mean, they're an average team on the road just because they're not an elite offensive team on the road. If that makes sense. Like they're they're. I mean, they've been they've been historically great offensively at home. Yeah. So that's one of a bunch of home games, and they're just they're not that on the road. So. Um, that makes them not as good away from home. So I would say that's number one. I mean, defense, obviously, but defense is an issue, you know, both at home and away. I think it's more the offense doesn't carry over on the road where, you know, they're like an elite offensive team at home, and then on the road they're just average offensively. So I would say that's the biggest difference. Yeah, I think that's pretty much right. Um, The offense, you know, and I think also, you know, they they were – fine on the road until pretty much, what, the new year or mid-December. Yeah. Like, it is still a relatively small, you know, it's only about, you know, about half the season they've been bad at on the road. Um, the other half, they've been pretty typical. Um, yeah. You know, most teams are worse on the road than at home. Obviously, it's been different for the Heat um, in the last couple of months. But, um, you know, it's, yeah, it, it's tough. I think that People, I don't, I don't know the math for sure, but people have said that um, road success is like, you know, it's kind of one of those things that just naturally evens out. Like it's not as um, road success and road failure. Neither one is necessarily sustainable. It matters more like you. Right. you actually are. Yeah. I mean, and they have some good road wins. I mean, early in the year they were like considered. They beat, on, play, they, they beat Philly. They beat Toronto. They beat the Bucks. Um, they have yeah, some. The fact that they've been really good against the rest of the East at home is like encouraging. Or yeah. on the road, I mean, on the road. Except for Boston, I think is the. And do they win at Toronto? I can't remember. They won at Toronto. Yeah, they won, won at Toronto. So Boston was really the only team from that top tier that they had not beat on the road yet. I think. Yeah, I think. Even that's Indiana, correct. they beat. They won at Indiana. They won at Indiana. Yeah, I think that's correct. I think Boston. Boston's really the only team they haven't beat. Yeah. Um, they Owen. Two, I think, against Boston so far this year. So, yeah, um, yeah against everyone else, against the other top six teams in the East, like they've they played well against them. Yeah, um, I've got one from uh, Jordan Kroger at by Jordan Kroger. Uh, what GIF will Bam tweet tomorrow for Mood Part Thirteen? I don't know, but has he tweeted one today? Actually, he has not actually because I got this one yesterday. I was kind of I was just gonna you know fudge it and say Mood Part Fourteen if he had posted Thirteen, but he has not posted Thirteen yet. That's yeah. I mean, that's concerning. I mean, we're gonna have to put a call out to Bam and see if he's okay. I mean, I by now he usually tweets it out. Um, I, yeah. I'm, I I just realized that he hasn't tweeted one out today. Yeah, yesterday he did it at two p.m. So yeah, he's he's behind schedule today. Yeah, was, I, I don't know. I mean, I every day he surprises me, and he he's been tweeting some about food. Like his last two have been one was like it looks like with Oreo cookies, and the oh, other yeah. one with pizza. Uh, yeah. He's, he's mostly stuck to the cartoons, right? For the most part, he's sticking to cartoons. But I hope that he's not actually living these out because, again, body fat is going to come at some. Point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, Bam is in great shape, but uh, he, you know, he, well, he he has to watch what he eats. Well, he's got the one from Mood Part Eight: Is SpongeBob doing uh, 
lifting weights at the two teddy bears strapped to it. I don't know if that means like he's out of shape. Uh, and then the net mood part nine is Homer looking in the uh, mirror and, you know, obviously like he's, he's at yeah. Homer in real life, but he's jacked Homer in, uh, in the mirror. So uh, hopefully those aren't indicators that um, Bam is, is out of shape. Yeah, I guess we'll see. It's going to be funny like to see all these guys – uh, you know, three or four months later, like, and not just at the Heat, but just around the league, like, how how are guys going to look when they come back? There are some guys who do not handle the layoff well. It's tough. I mean, it's honestly, like, it's not even just people, their fault. I mean, look at us. You know, we're obviously different than basketball players, and I'm trying to go for runs every now and then, but I I depend on the gym. Like, I go to the gym to, to work out three or four times a week, and I do a couple runs a week. Um, there is no gym. So, it's. It, I mean, obviously they have more resources than we do at home, probably, but this is unlike any circumstance probably they've been in where they cannot go into a gym. So, uh, it's a very unique situation. I'm interested to see how guys return. Yeah. Again, like, I bet, like, some of these guys on the team have bet, like, I would think, I mean, I'm sure Myers being in Hassan's old house has a yeah. basketball I think, I would assume Jimmy's house, wherever it is, has a basketball hoop. But, like, again, like I mentioned, Duncan... Looks like Duncan just lives in an apartment somewhere in my so Bam. Bam lives in a condo apartment. Yeah. Like, those guys have basketball hoops in their house, and I can't imagine that a guy like Duncan Robinson has gone 14 days without shooting a basketball before. Right, yeah. It's a really yeah. long time. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's very – I mean, it's it's strange. It's strange for everybody, um, but for, the, for athletes, um, for them to not be able to do what they do pretty much every day, uh, it has to be a very strange feeling. Yeah. Um, anything else? Uh, no, I think we. You were watching the old basketball games. Like I, I know that first we did the, obviously the Heat Spurs game last week, and that was yeah. fun. Last week I was kind of into it, like watching a lot of old random games, and then I kind of got like I don't know bored or depressed or just, like, <laughs> I had to kind of stop. I was like I've watched too many college basketball games from 2006. That's why I say yeah, I saw CBS was airing some old March Madness games, right? Yeah, they've been doing. I think they're doing it every weekend, like as the tournament's going on. That's cool. Yeah, I, I haven't honestly. I haven't really watched much sports since all this happened. I've just been watching so much news and just trying to stay up to date with that. And then like I'll try to escape at night and watch like reality television or Netflix or something or a movie. Yeah. Um, but I've just been. I mean, there's not. I turn ESPN every now and then, but really, I've just been watching a lot of news just because I'm so consumed by that. You know, so. It's it's been, I, I like default, I'm sure like a lot of people, I default to ESPN. Like just when I turn yeah. on my TV, yeah. I just actually I do too. That's what I think, yeah, sorry. I, I usually do too. Like I, I, I always watch, like I'll just turn ESPN from the start. But it's just been so, like it's, that's another thing. Like just so different. I'm watching way more news now than sports. Like it's not even close. Um, so, yeah, I just, I, I don't know why. It's, just, it's like the first time in my life where my default now is like the news. I feel like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we can wrap it up there. Uh, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. Um, writing about coronavirus stuff these days, right? Anything in the works that you want to plug? or? Uh, uh, I mean, it will, hopefully we'll be getting some yeah. more fresh heat content in the next few weeks. It looks like that. We might get some new, we might get some access to guys every now and then, you know, during the hiatus. Um, so we'll see. We might have some new stuff coming out. But yeah, right now, I'm on like Coronavirus Central right now. So uh, I've, that's what most of my time has been on. 
Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at dbwilson2. Um, I'm still on the sports beat, obviously coronavirus focused. I've written a couple esports stories um, about the Florida mayhem and the Florida mutineers who are an Overwatch and a Call of Duty team. Um, that the Heat actually like invest. Like I think Mickey is an investor, um, and they have Vice themed jerseys, which are kind of cool. That's um, cool. Yeah. So. They're playing this weekend, the Overwatch team. So there's a Florida sports team in action, if you count eSports. Um, is, also tele- writing, is it televised? Uh, I think it's on YouTube. I think all the, they, they know, like, people who follow video games, like, watch, like to watch on their computer. Okay. They know their audience. Um, I'm also writing, I talked to a couple of former uh, Miami basketball players, UM basketball players who were overseas in Italy uh, when all this happened, so... I'll have a story coming on them in the next couple of days, and just they're back home safe now. So, um, but just their experiences over the last few weeks. Um, but as I said, it's all coronavirus centric. So there's one story, and we're all writing about it. Pretty much. <laughs> all right, Anthony. Uh, it's good talking to you, and uh, we'll talk again next week. Thanks, David.